Hello and welcome to the State Support Team 11 podcast. I'm Eric Neal and today we're joined by Tara Fenton. How are you doing, Tara? I'm great. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing well, you know, um, getting used to working from home, but you know, everything's going okay. Everyone is well. It's a new challenge. It really is. Uh, lots, lots of meetings, uh, you know, Zoom meetings, Skype meetings like this. So um, I'm happy you could join us today. Yeah, well, thanks for having me today. Of course. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the work you do here at the state support team? Okay, well, as the consultant with the SST, um, my main focus is primarily PBIS, which is Positive Behavioral Interventions and Support, and SEL, which is Social Emotional Learning. Um, we offer trainings and coaching services to help support districts and community schools implementing PBIS frameworks and SEL practices. Um, I also support schools and districts with continuous improvement and with universal design for learning. There's a mouthful right there. Lots and lots of stuff <laughs> to do. Um, today, we're here specifically to talk about House Bill 318. Um, can you tell me about House Bill 318 and the impetus for the law being passed? Yeah, um, Ohio um, rolled out their strategic plan for education and discussed the need for positive environments in the schools um, so that we could better serve students' well-being and success. And along with that, Ohio also enacted the SAFE Act, um, which is known as House Bill 318, to help address behavioral supports um, to reduce uh, disciplinary referrals. And I think that we're all aware that suspensions and expulsions um, are continuing to increase, um, especially disproportionately. So we're trying to um, help that uh, kind of resolve um, through the, the positivity in House Bill 318. Uh, how exactly does the law address these challenges? Well, House Bill 318 sets out requirements to implement a PBIS framework, um, along with regulations for suspending and expelling students, especially in pre-K through third grade, um, and then some training requirements as well. The key point is that buildings will be able to develop policies so that they can use supportive and restorative discipline practices before, when, and even after challenging behaviors occur. Um, again, House Bill 318 aims to reduce the amount of suspensions and expulsions, give, and expulsions given to students. Um, and so by November 2021, each school district and community school must provide professional development to staff in buildings that house or serve grades pre-K to three. Um, and SSTs and ESCs are also offering those trainings to districts so that we're able, um, so that they're able to train um, their staff members. Okay, so when you talk about suspensions, what does that cover? Um, House Bill 318 will prohibit students in grades pre-K to 3 to receive out-of-school suspensions or from being expelled, except in limited situations. So the numbers of suspensions that are reported in, in EMIS um, for offenses that aren't included in the exception list must reduce each school year, so that for the 2021 school year, there will be a 50% reduction, and then by school year 21-22, there's going to be a 100% reduction. Um, and those accepted situations are bringing a firearm to school or to a school activity, um, possessing a knife capable of what they call serious bodily injury, um, and then either committing a criminal offense or making a bomb threat. Okay, so there are some, you know, kind of not loopholes, but you know, some wiggle room in the law there for some of the things that go on in schools. Um, I know a lot of schools tried to address the problem of students missing school time by having in-school suspensions. Did the law yeah, talk so, about that at all? 
Yes. So we're seeing more um, more changes in in school suspensions as well. So in school suspensions um, through House Bill three eighteen are supposed to be given to students. Um, and served in a supervised learning environment. So I've seen many schools revise how their in-school suspension rooms look and operate. Um, so they're changing those in-school suspension rooms to intervention where students are actually learning and practicing the skills that they're missing and what got them there in the first place and instead using restorative practices um, to help correct some of those behaviors. Okay. Now, I know that those, you know, extreme incidents are kind of few and far between, and the spirit of the law is to keep kids in school in a safe learning environment. But what can schools and districts do to put systems in place to help ensure that there is a safe learning environment for students? Well, having a PBIS framework is, is most important. Um, this means to have a multi-tiered systematic approach to create positive and safe culture in schools. Um, and again, at a multi-tiered level, having supports at tier one, which are universal supports for all students in all settings, uh, clear expectations, teaching those expectations, having acknowledgement and corrective systems. Um, and then tier two is about the support um, that the supports that focus on at-risk groups of students who need a little bit more than what's provided to them universally. Um, and this can include check-in, check-out, mentoring, social skill groups. Um, and then tier three is about individualized and intensive supports for students who, who need even more um, support. And this can include um, functional behavior assessments, behavior intervention plans, wraparound services, making sure to include other agencies, um, but it's important to make sure that there's a, a framework in place. Okay. I, you know, I've, it's funny, I've heard a lot of people uh, that don't really know about PBIS um, describe it as this touchy-feely or, you know, just get, handing out trinkets or not having consequences. Uh, you know, do you think that's really a fair assessment? Well, so many say that PBIS is just that program that gives rewards to kids when they do something right. And it is, but it's so much more than that. We want to make sure that PBIS includes setting clear expectations and then teaching those expectations. That's what's the most important factor is that we teach those expectations clearly to students. Um, we want to make sure that we are, are teaching them what we want from them, what we expect to see you know, model, practice, reteach, model, practice, reteach. And then we can um, acknowledge them for following those expectations. Um, and it doesn't have to be trinkets or tokens. It can also be through smiles, thumbs up, um, a shout out for being a positive citizen. We all like encouragement for what we're doing well. And especially when the energy is on the positive, you're going to get more of that and less time spent on, on discipline. Um, but PBIS doesn't say that we have to get rid of those negative consequences either. It's important that we have a corrective system, but it's also um, important to focus on it being proactive and restorative as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, I feel like if, if just punishing people into doing the right thing was you know, a great strategy that you wouldn't need House Bill 318 and you wouldn't need P PBIS. And this would have just worked that, you know, people would have got suspended and said, oh, I learned my lesson. You know, I think just intuitively, as well as the research, it just makes a lot of sense to approach it in, you know, from that positive aspect. Yeah, you're right, Eric. Yeah. So uh, I've heard a lot also about social and emotional learning lately. Uh, how does this and other initiatives fit within the PBIS framework? 
Well, we want to make sure that we're aligning all of the initiatives that we are using and adopting in our buildings. Um, we want to make sure that they're that we're braiding those together so that they're not competing or sitting independently. But in fact, PBIS, SEL, restorative practices, and mental health are all supporting the same goal and vision that we have for our building and districts. Um, an example is to you know set clear PBIS expectations and then use SEL practices when we're teaching those expectations, and then using restorative practices when we correct the misbehavior. Um, we also need to, to remember that um, we look at it through a tiered level of support. So clarifying, you know, what's happening at a tier one universal level to include those PBIS practices, Ohio's new standards for SEL and restorative practices. Then what does it look like at tier two and at tier three? Um, so again, it's important that these initiatives um, aren't sitting in separate silos, but that we weave them together with the common goals, resources and activities that we're, we're doing regularly. Okay, that, that really helps uh, kind of clear it up, how that all fits together. Uh, how do we support the work, uh, you know, around House Bill 318 and PBIS and all of that at State Support Team 11? Well, as I mentioned at the beginning, we do offer training and coaching um, services to make sure that we're helping to guide districts on developing and implementing PBIS framework that fits um, their needs in the best way. Um, we're also in our third year with CASEL to help support buildings and districts with SEL practices. Um, so again, you know, making sure that we're giving enough support to guide districts for what they need to make sure they have um, the best implementation and in trying to sustain that implementation as well. Okay. It sounds like uh, Ohio's dedicated to promoting this important work and, you know, improving outcomes for students through House Bill 318. And, you know, I, I really appreciate learning more about that. Um, if anyone has any questions or wants to know more about the services we provide, uh, how can they get a hold of you? Um, they can email me, um, especially in this remote time. We can set up a Zoom <laughs> meeting, but you can reach me through my email at tara.finton at escco.org um, and, you know, ask me questions, concerns that you have, or we can, as I said, set up some meetings to chat. Awesome. Well, that wraps up this episode of the State Support Team 11 podcast. Once again, I'd like to thank Tara for joining us today and sharing all of that great information about House Bill 318. Uh, if you'd like to contact me, you can reach me at eric.neal at escco.org. Um, for more information about the State Support Team 11 and what we do, go to our website at sst. 11.org or call us at 614-445-3750 or you can hit us up on Twitter at SST Region 11. Until next time, I'm Eric Neal and thanks for listening.